Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Today's program was brought to you by the Christmas Tree Farmers Association of New York, partnering with Grow NYC on a pilot project to make farm fresh trees and wreaths available at green markets. For more information, visit ChristmasTreesNY.org. This is Chef Emily Peterson, host of Sharp and Hot. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit HeritageRadioNetwork.org for thousands more. Welcome to Ask a Clean Person, the podcast on the Heritage Radio Network. I'm Jolie Kerr, a cleaning expert, advice columnist, and author of the New York Times bestselling book, My Boyfriend Barfed in My Handbag, and Other Things You Can't Ask Martha. My weekly cleaning advice column appears on Esquire.com, and you should send your questions to JolieCare at gmail.com. My guest today is Maureen O'Connor. Hi, Maureen. Hey. Welcome back. Thanks. Woohoo. Uh, Maureen is, a, is New York Magazine's sex columnist and a contributor at The Cut. Listeners will remember Maureen from the first episode of this season. And I'm so happy to have her with me in the studio again for the final episode of season two. I can hardly even believe it. I can't believe that... This was the year in which I launched, launched my podcast. Yeah. I feel like I've been doing it my whole life. And I feel like I've been here the whole time. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we also, uh, I've already made Maureen promise that she'll come back for season three. So, I'm here every season. I mean, more smut talk with Maureen O'Connor. What, what, what more? Dirty could, talk. What more could people want? Yeah, Literal exactly. dirty talk. So here. I, w- <laughs> speaking of which, uh, today's subject matter will not be as outre as the last time that Maureen joined us to talk about sex stains, but uh, we may go into adult territory. So if you don't want to hear adult content, or if you're in the car with someone who should not hear adult content, please tune out now. You've been warned. Uh, But with that said, since this is the last episode of the year, we thought it was only appropriate to talk all about the very glamorous stains one might get on New Year's Eve. And also because Maureen's a party girl. (laughs) So I know she's going to tell me good stories. Like, I used to be a party girl. I used to. Am I really a party girl? I think so. I guess so. I just got. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, I, no. I, mean, I was just about to I follow uh, you on Instagram tell you what happened last weekend but I want to hear about what happened last weekend I follow you on Instagram I know you're a party I, you, girl you can read about it next week okay. I went to Switzerland to party yeah well I know because I follow you on Instagram I made you're so many messages there. <laughs> it was great um, anyway so, so we're going to spend the first the first uh, segment talking about New Year's Eve stains and champagne and confetti and all that good stuff so we're going to have a little fun we're going to get a little silly um, and then to finish off the year on a more positive and less barfy note because i think we're probably going to talk about <laughs> champagne vomit um we're going to use the second second segment to talk a bit about cleaning resolutions and things you might want to make a commitment to in the new year 
And I have a lot of questions for Maureen because she's being resistant to some of my ideas. <laughs> she's being so resistant. It's negotiable. Okay. We, yeah. We'll get so there. So we're going we're gonna to negotiate. We'll That's work exactly towards one happen. another. Yeah. So, but before we get into the negotiations, so for this first segment, I want to dedicate uh, the time that we have to talking about the stains and cleaning problems that you might find yourself tackling on January 1st. More realistically that you might find yourself tackling on January 2nd. Because <laughs> on January 1st, most of us are like lying on the couch. I know. We always moaning. begin. We begin the year like on such a bad foot every year. We really do. Because you're always like hungover and weird. And your house is a goddamn mess. If yes. you threw the party. And if you did throw the party. You Even if you didn't. Trailed in all the confetti from outdoors. Exactly. So actually, you know what? Let's start with the confetti. All right. Thank you for that. That was a good, that's a good (laughs) sec. I'm just going to pick right up on that. And let's start with the confetti. We're going to do confetti and glitter combo. Yeah. Um, And, and here's why there are two problems that happen with confetti and glitter and they're separate and they need to be treated separately. So the first is just picking the stuff up, right? It's like everywhere. Glitter. Like, what's the thing about glitter? It's the herpes of the craft world. Like, yeah. <laughs> it never, you like find it in your hair yeah. for like years I on mean, end. It's just crazy how much you can find everywhere. So, so here's the thing when it comes to picking up glitter and confetti, if, if it's on hardwood, the first thing to do is to try to sweep up as much as you can. Now, if it's more confetti than glitter, do the sweeping. If it's more glitter than confetti, actually just skip the sweeping and here's why the glitter is going to get stuck in your broom mm. and then the next time and then you're going to leave glitter everywhere yeah then you're going to just start sweeping the home with glitter which is like uh, sort of like how i imagine cleaning kind of that you know like like, <laughs> like some like cartoon version is like glitter 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 yeah it's like cinderella and her little birds exactly like, yeah. but in practice all those like little glitter birds we don't want that it doesn't make it clean yeah. no no we don't want that so um so for the confetti, if you have hard to try to sweep up as much as you can, you are not going to get all of it. Just by the nature of these tiny little slips of paper, uh, you're not going to get all of it. But but go ahead and try. Is this where then, you need a Dyson? That mm, I mean, you need a vacuum. Oh, okay. You need a vacuum. And it doesn't matter what kind of vacuum you have. Uh, what matters is the vacuum attachment you use. that's the thing yeah that's exactly the thing so what you want to do when it comes to both glitter and confetti and this is true of both is that you want to make sure you switch to the hose attachment or Uh any attachment that doesn't have bristles and the reason for that is just like with the broom and the glitter if you use an attachment you know the standard attachment for a vacuum cleaner is a brush attachment but Mm -hmm. if you use a brush brush attachment all of those little things are actually just going to get stuck in the bristles on their way up through the vacuum into the chamber. Ah. So you want to switch to the one that is the is the hose or a non-bristle attachment. Um, it, it, that way, the glitter and Wait, the confetti won't get stuck. So yes. if you do get glitter and confetti stuck in the bristles of your vacuum or your broom, how do you get it out again? Or is it hopeless? No, it's not hopeless. So um, the... I mean, ideally, in the case of a broom, especially, you just, just have to like comb it out. Take yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how depressing! You need like a lace comb, like when little kids. <laughs> yeah, and then braid it and put little ribbons in it to make it look cute. Um, no, actually, just take it outside and bang the hell out of it for a little oh. bit. Just yeah, thwack, thwack, thwack. Pretty logical, yeah. right? <laughs> um, with with a vacuum attachment. 
just take it off the vacuum and and I mean you can take it outside and bang it yeah. a couple times but you can just bang it over uh the trash can a couple yeah. times you may want to like hold it over the sink and kind of brush it off with your hands mm-hmm. too the idea is that you just want to make sure you're putting you're doing this cleaning over some kind of place that so you don't make the new mess. Then you have yes. to then you have to vacuum it up again and do the process again. Exactly. Oh my god, it's like the- <laughs> it's a never ending glitter cleanup. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so that's hardwood. So that's actually pretty easy. And that and that's also true for carpeting. If it's on carpeting, just vacuum it. Um, upholstery is the same thing too. So if you mm. have like passed out on your couch wearing your covered gl- in glitter glitter wings, uh huh, because you decided to ring in the new year wearing a pair of wings. And it I can't happen. think of a better way, really. <laughs> uh, I know I'm going to go brush off my wings for New Year's <laughs> this year. Um, same thing. Just vacuum it. And, and again, use the upholstery attachment. It obviously makes sense for upholstery. Um, so that, that's pretty easy. couple other like little weirdo things for glitter. Um, certainly any kind of like lint roller is going to do the trick. Mm-hmm. The back of FedEx pouches works very well because they're big. Oh. Uh, masking table work you know any anything sticky that i love this this is such a weird thing but play-doh and silly putty can be used you like sort of be careful with the play-doh that you're not transferring dye from play-doh yeah um use white play-doh i guess but yeah you can like roll them along where the glitter is and it will pick up the glitter and then your silly putty has glitter and then you have a great and then you have glittered silly putty which is so cool Wait, I actually have something to contribute here, which is that if one is wearing glitter, which I don't know, we might be past the age where one wears glitter, but... I still wear some glitter from time Occasionally. To time. So here's the thing. When you wear glitter and you try to wash your face, it all gets in your hair. The bristle problem. It happens to like all over yourself. Yes. And I found out recently that the way makeup artists do it is they use surgical tape and they put the tape on the glitter on their face and then pull it off. Yep. That makes so total sense. So it's the sense. equivalent, like you just said, of masking tape. And if you don't have surgical tape, you just use whatever tape you have. Yeah. Just use... I mean, this is obvious, but if yeah. you... I mean, if you don't stop and think about it, you could end up with like a pretty major ouch. Use a low tack tape. What low tack means less sticky. Ah, yeah. Don't use duct tape. Ugh. You'll end up with no eyebrows. <laughs> yeah. So um, you will have a nice wax. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so like masking tape is is low is a low tack tape. So you uh-huh. can use that. So that's great. Thank you, Maureen. That was a really good tip. Um, okay. So moving on. So that's how you're going to pick it up. And then also, I mean, honestly, just patience, because you're probably going to find it in the home for a It'll while. It'll be on all the little cracks in the floorboards. Yeah. So just oh, when you, as you see it, deal with it. If you see, if you see something, say something. Kind of, <laughs> kind of approach the glitter. Um, okay, here's the other thing that will happen. A little bit less so with glitter, and, but, and more so with confetti. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, there's an old, like an OG Ask a Clean Person column about this that was on the hairpin. Wow. That a million years ago. Um, now we're testing my knowledge of the archive. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I know this one. Oh, yeah. Keep going. Um, it was someone who threw a party in her house, and they had those little confetti cannons, those tiny oh. little things that you pop. And they're, like, kind of gushy, but kind of not. And she said she was like, it was so much fun. The texture is strange. Yeah. She was like, it was such a fun party, and it was really fun to have these. But what happened was that we shot them off. All the confetti landed on the floor, and then the party continued, and drinks were spilled, no. and people are tromping all over it. And the dye transferred from the confetti onto her floor. so if this happened she was like oh no i'm a renter i'm gonna lose my Mm -hmm. security deposit so fret not if this happens to you actually the solution for it is very simple get some rubbing alcohol and just scrub the little stains 
with the rubbing alcohol, it'll mm-hmm. pick it right up. Um, mm. Other option, if that's not doing it, or if it's like the whole floor is covered in this, is um, the the Mr. Clean Magic Eraser comes in a mop. I use that. Those are great. They come in a mop form. What? Yeah, I, I just that. blew her mind. <laughs> um, so you can. Uh, we, oh, we have sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> Kaboom! Oh my! That was, was my like... mind just? That was the sound of my mind blowing. <laughs> yes. Sorry, I can't contribute anymore. My mind is gone. <laughs> Digitally. Um, so anyway, so the Mister Clean Magic Erase Mop would be would be a great thing for that. And I mean, just generally, like if you have a big party and you trash the floors. Does the mop? Because you know the fun of the Mister Clean eraser is that it sort of like melts away while you're using it. You know what I mean? How yes. it like I was I literally like just wrote about this and was describing yeah how it it's like an it's like a a rubber like eraser. a regular eraser yeah, yeah. It just like disintegrates and I think part of the and then it leaves a really it, weird coating on your hands yeah but part of the fun of it is that you feel like it's like so extra tangible like normally when you clean you see the cleaning happening but it's like happening in two directions when you use that yeah so does the mop disappear too while I you're believe using so. it so I believe so I think it's a, the exact same thing <laughs> I haven't used the mop yet I just know that it exists yeah you I'll haven't had a mess that big yet I'm gonna I'm New gonna Year's call goals. I'm gonna call my friend Mr. Clean and oh, ask yeah. him to send me a sample of the mop. You've, got, I'll a, try it you've out. got a direct line to Mr. Clean. I do. He hotline blings you. Yeah, he follows me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> he slides into my DMs. Hey. <laughs> me and Mr. Clean. Um, okay, so that's that's your like confetti, glitter, floor triage mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, we we also we definitely need to talk about champagne stains. Are they different than other stains? Not really. But let's talk about them anyway. But we should talk about because them anyway. that always happens because it always bubbles and you, yeah, know, you and pop like it open. There's spray. always a spill. Yeah, there's always, always, a, always a spill. So, and the thing that happens with champagne on New Year's Eve is that we tend to be wearing our nice clothes. Yeah. A lot of, or our, That's why champagne is because it not only does it explode, but you're wearing a nice outfit, much like a martini, which you only ever hold when you've got a cute outfit on. Exactly. It's designed to spill. Exactly. So, so the thing this that I want to... This is a scam. Yeah. The thing that I want to impress upon people about the champagne stains is they're, they're very easy to get out. They're not a big deal. We're not talking pomegranate here. Yeah. Um, pomegranate's a real, real bitch of a stain. Um... What's worse, pomegranate or tomato or red wine? Uh, I mean, they're really all in the same. They're all in the same. They're all in the same. But but pomegranate is the worst of those three. Yeah. It would be pomegranate, then red wine, then tomato. Ah. Tomato's not super, super bad. Um, But but, I always think Tupperwares. Yes. Pomegranate doesn't do that, does it? It will do that, yeah. Oh. Maybe I don't put them in. You know, I don't put them in the same way. That's true. Yeah. Um, anyway, sorry. I've distracted okay. you from the no, that's champagne. Why I, that's why I have guests. This <laughs> is a freewheeling and conversational program. I was just it's thinking of it because just way. the other day I threw out a Tupperware because it was just too grossly stained with tomato sauce. Sometimes that'll happen. And yeah. you and you know what? That Eventually was, they just do. That was the right thing porous. to do. Yeah. There is a lifespan yeah. for the thinner plastic Tupperware type stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that you did you did right. Don't worry about Thank that. Thank you. Yeah. Um, okay. So where? Oh, champagne, champagne stains. Yeah. So I was like, where was on my I? cute outfit? Uh, on your cute outfit. So, but here's the problem with champagne. What happens is because it's a very light colored stain, we tend to get a little stain, and then the next day we're so hungover and we're like, oh, it's it's not even that bad, and then we forget about it. Maybe we don't even we know it's there, but we don't necessarily see it anymore, mm. and we put then our very fancy stuff away. A couple months later or next year, whenever you pull that thing out, 
you are probably going to find that there is a darkened spot where that champagne stain was that over time Mm -hmm. it sat and it darkened and maybe compromised the fabric, the fibers of whatever it was. So it is the worst. Yeah. So they're tricky stains in that it's easy to say to yourself, Oh, I don't need to worry about that, but I really do want you to worry about it. I want you to clean it. The day after it happens, two days after it happens, Mm -hmm. if it was a real hell of a party, three days after it happens, (laughs) no judgment on how long it takes you to recover, Uh, but I do want you to clean it, and here's all you have to do. All you have to do is dilute a very, very small amount, maybe a drop or two, a teaspoon at most, of dish soap or liquid laundry detergent Mm -hmm. or even like a hand soap would be fine, any kind of liquid soap in a small bowl of warm water. Grab a light-colored rag or sponge and dab that solution on the stain a few times. Let let the thing dry. Check it. If it looks like it's gone, fine. You just want to get the champagne out so it's not sitting there. Hmm. The other thing you can do if you don't want to go through all of that, I mean, it really is just that simple, you take it to the dry cleaner. Yeah. When you take things to the dry cleaner that are stained, it's always a good idea to point out to the dry cleaner exactly where the stain is because they'll they'll put a little flag yeah. on it um, and they'll make sure they spot treat that. So that's all. That's your champagne primer. It's not that it's hard to get it out. It's just that I don't want you to like look at it and be like, no, it's not bad. I'll leave it. Don't leave it. Work on getting it out. Even if it the cloth like isn't a cloth you're supposed to get wet. Can I still do that? You can still do that. So be, it's just a tiny bit. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that, that general idea, I mean, you're talking about things like silk probably. Yeah. yeah. You can, you can get a, a little, a little bit. Yeah. Um, the idea really with using a rag or a sponge is that you want to wring it out. So it's really just mm. damp and sudsy, but not wet. Um, and let the suds do the work and then rinse it, you know, rinse it, wring it out again. So it's just damp and wipe all that soap away because also you don't yeah. want to leave the soap in there either um but that's the general idea so we have a couple more minutes before we need to go to break so okay. i want to i want to talk about puke oh do you remember the last time you vomited after new year's eve i don't i'm that um, old that i can't even remember the last time i partied so hard on new year's eve i last year maybe <laughs> That's right, girl. See, that's why. I I, so, but I'm a really pukey person. I'm just one of well, those because people. Because you're tiny. I'm just one of those people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this, this is why I wanted you to come on the show because I knew you'd have good like party stories. Well, here's the thing, though. When you puke. Did you drink everything? Alcohol puke. It's not as hard to clean. No, it's, it's not. Liquid. It's liquid. Exactly. Or it's like less horrific. Yeah. A process. Exactly. And you know Wait, what? Do you remember last time I came here? That was when there was the barf on my balcony. Remember? <laughs> Yes, I forgot about that. Did you clean it? Yeah, I did. Okay. You know what happened Good. was that like the like that night or something, it like rained. Oh, and then since it rained, everything. Then I was like, okay, I have to go out there and like just finish this off because it was already like kind of happening from the rain. Yeah. And so then, yes, I went out and finished it off. Okay. Well, I'm glad. Good <laughs> yeah. For you. Now, now I can barf on it again though on New Year's. Please do, and then come back <laughs> next year and tell me all about it. I actually realized when I was preparing for this episode that the question that inspired my book title yeah the boyfriend who barfed in the handbag that was a new year's eve story oh. yeah i've i'd forgotten the circumstances of the party but yeah they had gone to a new year's eve party and the boyfriend drank <laughs> according to the girlfriend drank everything it was <laughs> like I, some of the things she listed i drank remember the world whiskey champagne 
Ugh. jello shots Ugh. yeah i mean it was like and there was a list there were more than that there was a list um so we should talk a little bit about vomit stuff so vomit stuff is actually as gross as it is it's actually not super super hard to clean up so if you get it on your clothes or your sheet or couch or whatever wherever uh anywhere that's basically not the toilet um what you want to do is you ugh, sorry this is gonna be really grim you want to like scrape up pick up as much brush off the as you can solids. yeah the solids thank you yes. i like to call it the matter but i think <laughs> solids works just just the as matter. well yeah um so you want to get rid of as much of that stuff as you can and then you want to use something that's enzymatic based right so maureen you love the protein stains you get so excited when i yes. see protein stains barf is essentially a protein stain right it, following my old from your body. my old yeah my old rule if it comes out of you it's a protein stain kind of rule yeah. um you know which isn't an absolute rule i just find it's a very good way for people it's a good shorthand for people yeah. to remember types of stains um because i don't expect that people are like me the you know the right <laughs> of stain types um so yeah use an enzymatic cleaner you know zout is a very good one but also if you don't have any on hand literally dish soap is fine you just you just need to Mm. scrub um so so that's the idea so on that note let's take a break and recover ourselves (laughs) and then when we come back maureen and i are going to talk about cleaning resolutions we're going to do a deep dive into Maureen's personal life, and it's going to be great Uh-oh. and funny. Yeah. Uh, I'm Jolie Care, and this is Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. Ever wonder where your Christmas tree came from? Now you don't have to. New York State-grown Christmas trees are now available in New York City. Trees grown on farms here in New York State are harvested just a few days before arriving to the city. Trees cut close to home stay fresh longer. And trees cut close to home travel less, which reduces fuel consumption of delivery vehicles. Did you know that buying a real tree helps to sustain agriculture in New York State by supporting local farmers and keeping important open space and agriculture production? The Christmas Tree Farmers Association of New York is partnering with Grow NYC on a pilot project to make farm fresh trees and wreaths available at green markets in Brooklyn, Queens, and Manhattan. So when you shop local this holiday season, you can include the tree in that list. For more information and a full list of locations, visit christmastreesny.org. I'm Carrie Diamond. And I'm Claudia Wu. And we're the founders of Radio Cherry Bomb, which airs every Thursday at 1 o'clock on the Heritage Radio Network. We're nothing without our listeners, literally. Heritage Radio Network is a not-for-profit organization, and we rely on listener support. So, when you have a minute, go check out heritageradionetwork.org and click on Beating Heart. It's literally a beating heart. Give what you can. We appreciate every dime. We love bringing you conversations with the coolest women in food. So help us continue to do that. Thank you for listening, and thank you for donating. You're You're the the bomb. bomb. Welcome back to Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. I'm Julie Kerr, and my guest today is New York Magazine's sex columnist, Maureen O'Connor. 
Hello. Hi. Still here. Still here. <laughs> uh, so we just wrapped up a rousing discussion of how to handle all of your very fancy New Year's Eve messes. Messes on your clothes, messes on your floors. Hopefully none of you puke, but I know you well enough to know that you <laughs> Someone that you will. will and when you do i hope that you write to me because i do like hearing your stories <laughs> i'm like a really sick person <laughs> like i take so much enjoyment out of the terrible things that happen to people um okay but because i wanted to uh end the season and the year on a higher note than barf uh although what what higher note could there possibly be when you're huh. me than barf right having a baby Yes. That's a mess. Home that births. Is- Have you ever oh, done a home birth oh, episode? No, no, no. That's no, too no, much. No, 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 no. Too far, too far. <laughs> oh, my God. You've got to get some, like, doula in here sometime and do a home birth episode. Or... I don't even know, but like that. Do I have in like to? A, no. <laughs> but all those people do home births. Actually, you know, it would be kind. Of, it would be kind of interesting. I mean, I think they bring in like a tub, and they have like some kind of like. There, crew there are that all deals different. It, there are but... all different kinds of home births that you can yeah. have. I actually do know a lot about this because. Oh, yeah. I mean, I you know I'm of the age. Yeah. That people are talking about it. Yeah. I mean, one of my really good friends actually on the way on the train out here, I was needle pointing a baby gift because one of my really good friends just had a baby boy on Thanksgiving. Where, where did she? Oh my God, that's so cute. Yeah. She did not have a, not home, a birth. home birth. I was, I tried. I tried. I was like, can you have a yurt birth? <laughs> <laughs> you should she really find people it. that have home births and ask them if like what the cleanup situation yeah. was. Yeah. I mean, I can guess what it is. I think I can guess it's- too. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Protein stains. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of protein, a lot of protein stains. A lot of things, a lot of things coming out of you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all ends. Uh, all right. Anyway, I obviously do not have children. Uh, this is probably why. Um, okay. So we wanted to talk a little bit about cleaning resolutions. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. we're going to start off a new year and people make all kinds of resolutions and I want to suggest that people think about maybe incorporating a cleaning goal mm-hmm. or, or, you know, just a home home care goal into their lives in the New Year's. Um, but what here's what I don't want people to do just generally when it comes to their resolutions. And I've talked about this on the show before. I, I think that people I don't think I know people have a tendency to say on January 1, okay, this is the year in which I'm going to lose weight, stop smoking, take up jogging, do charitable things. You Mm -hmm. know, it's like this litany of things. And then, you know, by January 15th, all of them have gone out the window. None of them have gotten done. Mm -hmm. And you're probably just going to feel really bad about it. And I don't want people to feel bad about anything. So here's what I would actually like people to do with their New Year's resolutions. I would like you to sit down and make your big list of all of those things. And then I'd like you to pick one or two of them to start focusing on. And I would think about them. So if, if say your list is I'm going to lose weight, take up jogging, quit smoking. Think about an order 
that you could go in that would make sense. So maybe you start with the quitting smoking. Right? Quitting smoking is difficult. Yeah. It's a real challenge. Focus on that. Don't worry about the other things. Then once you've mastered the quitting smoking, I mean, and that's going to be like six weeks in. Yeah. If you cannot smoke for six weeks, you've quit. Yeah. You, won't, you will not pick it back up. So think about it in chunks of time. Set little short goals for yourself. So then do that. Then probably what's going to happen with the quitting smoking is he may have gained a little weight along the way. Yes. Yeah. So then after you've mastered not smoking, then you can focus on, all right, I got to clean my diet up a little bit. I got to get a little serious about. Now you can breathe again so you could try to jog. And that, thank (laughs) you. You knew exactly where I was going with that. And then you take up the jogging because Mm -hmm. you have, you know, yeah, you're feeling good. Your lungs are clear. Um, You know, it's, it is actually a good way to sort of like deal with cravings. Like I'm craving a cigarette. I'm going to go for a, I'm going to go for a five minute walk around the block instead. Mm-hmm. And then maybe it's a five minute jog around you know, the block or what, you know what I mean? It's a good distraction. And then the jogging, maybe you find that, that in the course of the jogging, you've just lost the weight. And yeah. so anyway, so that's kind of what I want people to think about. And I want you to do the same thing with the cleaning. I don't want you to say this year is going to be the year that I purge my closet and I, I never let junk mail into the home and I make my bed every single day and I'm always on top of the laundry. Like that's going to be too much. You're not going to get any of it done. Just pick one thing to master. And if I had to make a suggestion, the one thing I would like to ask that you try to master is I would like to try you to try to master making the bed every day. So this leads us into Maureen and I are going to have a rousing. I feel bad because I know you I know feel, you do. I know you I feel know. strongly about this, but I just don't make my bed. And I, I know you don't. It. I sort of do. I mean, like I put the pillows in the right place and okay. I sort of like vaguely stretch out the comforter in some manner so it's not completely balled up. Okay. But I don't like tuck things. I don't use the, uh, who uses a flat sheet? That's just craziness. No, I don't even, I don't even put it on the bed. I don't no. use it. I use a, I have a duvet cover that's launderable like, that I take off and wash like That's my top the place, sheet. Yeah. You know? And like, so wait, Maureen, I think you actually do make the bed. Well, I don't do it every day though. I only stretch it out if like, sometimes it depends. Like if say I need to like go through my closet, then I'll stretch out the, du- the, the comforter. So that you have a surface. So I have a surface. Okay. But I don't always, and I just feel like if I'm going to make, I can either be making my bed or I can be washing my beddings. And if I wash all my beddings regularly, isn't that superior to making my bed every day? Why can't you do both? I don't know. Because it's just like a lot of upkeep. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. If I had and to like choose- if I wash the thing and then I put it all back together, then it's like, oh my God, I've gone through so much already. Must I also arrange them now that I've put it all back together? But... Don't you do that just when you're putting it all back together? Isn't that like a natural thing that happens when you're, <laughs> when you're putting fresh linens on the bed? Is like I guess so. I, maybe it's the definition of what it means to make a bed that I'm like upset with because like I just don't believe in tucking things in. That's fine. And I am making my I bed if you, I don't tuck it. Yes. And I think you're just being – I think you're – I think the problem is, is that you just want to be a person who's like, I don't make my bed. I think you've got like a, some, oh. some like defiant 15 year old thing inside you, but I don't, that you feel like this is an ownership and you, and also like, you don't need to, I'm not, I don't, listen, <laughs> actually, 
but literally makes like no difference in my life if you make so your bed or not. often. But I also feel like since I, um, hmm. Okay, well, how about the bad machine? Since I work from home, I feel like I get in my bed more than the average person does. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay, so like, I do have a, I have a question for you. On the days when you do, you know, straighten, mm-hmm. straighten the pillows and straighten the, the covers. I think it's that I also don't disrupt my covers that severely when I'm sleeping. Yeah. I just kind of go in and out. Yeah. I don't like do anything with it, you know? I get it. It's just all there. Yeah, I get it. But on the days when you do do that, do you feel better about the way that it looks? Do you feel better at night when you slip into bed? Do you, or, or can I ask you this? Hmm. Can, you, can you give me a week? I'm not even going to ask for a month. Can you give me a week where you make your bed every day and make note of how you feel about it? And then oh, you report you know back to me because here's that's a little thing I'm curious uh-huh. about, and I'm going to be. You curious. know what? I'm thinking about this now, and I just realized another problem I have is that on the days when I make the bed into a clean surface, it usually means I dump whatever was on my bed, which is usually a few articles of clothing or whatever, mm-hmm. onto the floor. Okay. And I think then I prefer to have my floor empty than my bed empty. Okay. I'm making these choices, and I know I don't. I don't have to only do one. Okay. But I'm trying to think about why making the bed is a thing that doesn't give me any satisfaction at all. And I think it's some combination of if I do make the bed, then I have to like find some place to put all the other stuff that would it creates be the bed. more work for you. Yeah, it okay. like creates this like domino effect for me. Okay. Can you can you try the week thing? Perhaps. Okay. I'm going to check in with you and see if you can do that. Let me let me tell the audience a little bit more about why I believe so much in bed making. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have, a, I have a number of reasons that I believe in bed making. First of all, there is nothing that you're going to do in your bedroom that's going to make your bedroom look tidier than a made bed. Okay, so even Maureen's like... But what if it means you jump all your clothes on the floor? Even the, even the clothes that have, that have jumbled off and, and ended up on the floor, the room is still going to look tidier because it already looked like a jumble and there were already clothes strewn everywhere. But the clothes can hide under my jumbled up comforter. Oh, Maureen. No, they can't. <laughs> you can't see them when it's all strewn about. Oh, no, they're there. It's sort of like a romantic looking bed, you know? It's, there's nothing romantic looking about an unmade bed. A jumbled bed? Sure. No, no. it's just <laughs> utter nonsense for me. <laughs> what if my blankets look really nice? You know, like you know, like when they have the no, sort of th- the throw blanket <laughs> no. looks truly thrown. That's arranged. That's called <laughs> staging, Maureen. <laughs> Everything's thrown. Maybe Everything's my style thrown. is the thrown yeah. blanket. Yeah, all right. That's all staged. my blankets are throw blankets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so that's going to make your room look better. Here are a few other things about bed making. Mm-hmm. If you make your bed every day, so people are like, it takes too long. First of all, it really does not take that long. It takes less than a minute. If all you have to do is floof out your comforter. That's not that hard. Yeah. So if you make the bed every day, the process of making the bed every day is going to become shorter and shorter and shorter. Mm-hmm. If you don't make your bed, if you sleep in a bed for a week without ever making it, then when it comes time to making it, yeah, the the sheets are going to be sideways. But if every morning you straighten and rearrange the sheets in the proper place, then they're not going to move around as much. It's going to get easier. You know what I'm also realizing? I think I just don't sleep that violently because I'm always like, why do you make the bed? But I don't think my sheets really do that that much. Just wait until you get married, honey. It's a a wreck. Two people. It's just a wreck. Uh Yeah. It's just a total wreck all the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, making the bed when when it's just me... Is like a, I mean, it's a yeah, pulling a I'm blanket like, up and do? that's yeah. it. I'm like, yep, there it goes. Yeah, you know what? Maybe that's it then. I'm like, I don't understand the point. Yeah. Um, but the point is out. for you, it's but, like, yeah. but it's not easy. So just do it. 
Yeah, so just I guess so. Okay. Well, I guess maybe I'm doing it already, but I, I was always you like, are, what else do I have? Stubborn. Well, no, it's because when people be like, you have to make the bed, it sounds like it should be a process. And oh, no, I think I don't have a process. No. I just get in and out. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um, okay. So, oh my so God, I'm already making my bed. I you're did already, it. You're already, I already doing did it. the first like, resolution. See, I'm changing lives, you guys. Okay. So, <laughs> so it's going to be easier the more you do it. Um, the other thing is that it is, it does just feel nicer to get into a made bed at night mm-hmm. right i mean it just oh, that's the best like when you're in a hotel and you crawl yes. in and it's like so snug and you're like you exactly. get it you get in really delicately you know like when you have the this new is how i get her this is how i'm getting her you guys yep no it's true but i mean i can't make a bed that well like a, a, a hotel bed is a different oh it's a total, different, that's a total thing. different thing um and a lot of people don't like that and i actually am one of them a lot of people don't like that feeling of a super tight tucked bed mm-hmm. um i mean i don't even use a top sheet because i i i get a little claustrophobic um i actually like it but the amount that i like it isn't worth it you know like there's certain things yes. that like i absolutely understand that like certain dishes that i enjoy eating i'm never gonna make it home because yes. it's just the fuss for it's you just know. too much work so, yeah yeah the roi isn't there exactly yeah. to use like my, my broisms <laughs> yeah no roi there um so so it feels it feels good and then here's one other thing and i you know i need to couch this in saying like this isn't going to cure insomnia Mm-hmm. But for people who have difficulty sleeping, and I am one of them, I am mm-hmm. a bad sleeper. I've had sleep problems my whole life. Mm-hmm. Having a ritual in the evening is a part of handling sleeping problems. It's not going to, like I said, it's not going to cure your insomnia, but there are, there are a whole number of things that people who have sleep troubles should should take on as habits and one of them is making the bed so that in the evening you turn the bed down when it's time to go to bed and that physical act is a signal to your brain that it's it's time to go to sleep yes Hmm. so and there are other things i mean rituals like you know the a warm warm mug of milk or a nice cup of herbal tea those are other things what does it mean to turn down a bed i think i just don't understand any of these things I'm gonna, My comforter just kind of floats on the top. I don't really have to like turn it down. I'm gonna come over and <laughs> These teach you so all of this. These things are so confusing to me. I'm gonna come over and teach you all of this. I, the last time you were here, we went through I this. Can't you were tell like, now "What's that a I'm pillow like, sham? Is my bed made or is it not?" But, so, so it's made, but I don't turn it down. In order to get, so am I making it if I don't have to turn it? Well, I don't know. I've got to see what you do. <laughs> so, I mean, in order to get into bed, right, you have to, you have to like pull the cover back so that you can slide under the. <laughs> cover right do you not do you not do oh, that you know what well i also put the comforter over the pillows okay so you have to pull it back that's turning I, down the bed i just get in but you pick the cover up and you get under it you don't get so. on top of the cover it doesn't, like, take an effort <laughs> but that's still a signal that's okay. still not turning down your bed and i'll tell you so in 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 our house this is so gross this is like this is the this is the grossest married thing about mm me so in the morning you know like they say it's like a good thing in marriages to have like acts acts of love or acts mm-hmm. of kindness that that are sort of like ritualized so yeah in the morning my husband's ritualized act of love is <clears throat> excuse me that he gets up in the morning and he brews the pot of coffee mm-hmm. and he brings me my cup of coffee in bed Aww. every morning um and and i actually have a bell also <laughs> that i can <laughs> ring <laughs> Although I actually prefer for a long time, he wouldn't get me the bell. I had been asking for the bell and he was like, ah, no, I, 
I <laughs> put my foot down. You are not, no, Jolie, you're not allowed to have a bell. And so I compromised, and this is what I would do in the mornings. Ring, 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 <laughs> until I got my coffee. <laughs> So, and then I finally got a bell anyway. Um, so that's, that's the morning thing. So I get my coffee in the bed and the evening thing is my, is my time to shine. I turn, you turn the, down the bed. I turn the bed down for my husband every single night. I do. I, I, I like pull the cover back and like smooth it out. So it looks but, all nice. But if turning and from down the time, bed is just getting it. And from time to time, and from time, I like rearrange because we have fancy because okay, because you guys have nice cause, shit. Because I, have, it's all folded together. Yes, because I, yeah, I have I have nice bed linens and That's I have a true. whole setup and a whole thing. I'm me, I'm yeah. me. Um, and so yeah, I like arrange the pillows for him and like turn everything's turned down. And every once in a while, I'll leave a little chocolate on the pillow. Oh my god, I know. You but guys it's are funny. Five star hotel. It's adorable. But it's no, funny, it's adorable. and it's our little thing. And like you know, I don't know. It's just a nice. It's just a nice little, you know, we, we, we get along well, so it's not, um, you know, maybe if, if people are having marital strife, maybe try like, it's just a little stuff, right? Yeah. So there was my, there was my marital advice for you. Okay. So anyway, so there, so there's all my bed stuff. There's my, my bed evangelizing. Um, we do have a little bit more time and I do want to, I'm sorry. I'm so stubborn about bed. No, no, no. It's okay. I love that you're stubborn about bed. I think it's fascinating. (laughs) I just don't, I don't People are so interesting to me. But I'm going to come over and you and I are going to, I'm going to examine your bed. Mm-hmm. We're going to really talk about it. It might. Hmm, I don't know. No. I've yeah. like all these years. I don't We've got know why do. these concepts don't work. You know, it's like that thing where like when someone tries to, I'm trying to think of another good example of like when somebody says a word that describes a concept you don't understand, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. you're just like, what could that possibly like, I wasn't aware that I like stutter. I don't know. Yeah. That you're just like, what even is that? What even it's something is that? I've never thought about that I'm like, I just get in and out of my bed. I don't understand the concept of making and turning. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to show you. I have I no mean. words for these things. <laughs> but I do. That's why you language are is, your Language is how you create meaning. <laughs> Once I know what it is, I'll be able to do it. Exactly. Exactly. So here. That, so I have, I want you to come back. I have an idea that I want you to come back for okay. next season um, around that, that is like a little bit more about you, what you do. I want to talk about like dating while messy uh-huh. um, and like apartment deal breakers and all uh-huh. that kind of good stuff. But then maybe I'll have you come back twice if I can convince you um, and we'll devote a whole whole episode to bed making because we oh should gosh. do that we should do that in march which is my bed making month why is that your bed making i every every march i have a reader challenge and then it'll be a listener challenge this year i wasn't doing this podcast in march of this year so uh-huh. next year will be the first time we do the listener challenge it's called la mob which stands for let's all make our beds and it's all <laughs> that's an old hairpin thing that started on the hairpin and uh-huh. the Lamob is our hashtag and it's just stuck and I've taken it with me. I think I've lamobbed on Jezebel. I know I've lamobbed on Deadspin. I'm going to lamob on Esquire now that I'm over there. Um, so yeah, we're going to do and this right thing here. and we're going to do it right here on Heritage Radio Network. Um, so basically all it is, is for the month of March, I just say, everyone make your bed every day and tell me how you do. Bed month. And fascinating things happen. It's really? fascinating. It's fascinating mm. the difference it makes in people's lives. That's why also I believe in it because every year at the end of March, I get emails and tweets like yeah. crazy from in comments like that are crazy that, that people are like, lives. I did not believe this. I just 
did it to humor you, Jolie. The life-changing magic of making, of making your, your bed. bed. That's exactly <laughs> it. Um, yeah, someone... Book number two. <laughs> yeah, so, someone was like, was like, oh, we're going to call you like Conjoli or something. And I was like, please don't do that. I don't like that. Uh, okay. We both but, have feelings about that one. Yeah, we do. We're going to talk about that one too. Yeah, we, we sure do. Okay. So, but here's the thing. Before I've got, we've got like two minutes and uh, I want to give a couple other suggestions yes. of possible New Year's cleaning resolutions that people might want to think about making. And these are easy. These yeah. are easy. And I don't want you to do all of them. I just want you to pick one. Um, so this is a, making the bed every day. A lot of people have this problem and here's what this problem is they open their refrigerator and they go oh and they close the refrigerator because they feel a sense mm-hmm. of shame that there's food in there that's gone moldy there's a head of lettuce in the crisper drawer uh. that's that's gone liquefied ah. Ah, yeah it's terrifying okay so if you're and then it they they feel shame they feel mm-hmm. waste they feel a lot of stuff about food and eating and and they start ordering takeout and every they day start ordering take they don't want to open their because they don't want to open the refrigerator. Yeah. Okay. Spiral. If you're a person who frequently feels this, if you're a person who is frequently made to feel bad by your own refrigerator, Ugh, here's so shaming. Here's the thing I want you to do on trash day. Mm-hmm. Before you tie up that trash bag, open the fridge. I read this in, cause you sent me the script, like, was it yesterday or two days ago? Yeah. And I literally did it. I took out my trash, I think, like an hour after you sent me that email, and I did it. Yeah. And it's easy. And it's already starting. Yeah. It's already starting. So it, once you start doing that, you know, again, if you do it for like a month to six weeks, it's going to become a habit that every time you take the trash it's out, brilliant. you're going to open the fridge. That shame is going to go away because here's what's going to happen. First of all, you're going to get rid of anything that's gone off. You're also going to get rid of anything that you realistically know you're not going to use up. Okay, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's going equally to waste in your refrigerator as it is in the garbage. Yes. Okay. So remind yourself that. Forgive yourself. Make a note not to buy that thing that you weren't using that you aren't realistically going to eat. Listen, it's a great goal to think that you're going to eat quinoa every day, but if you hate quinoa, you're not going to eat it. Don't buy it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Find something else healthy and good for you to eat. The other thing that it's going to do is that you're going to be able to take note of things that are just about to go off. Yeah. And then you can make a note to yourself that in the next day or two, you need to eat them up, whether it's leftovers that you want to take to work for lunch or whether it's something um, like, you know, a a dairy product that you can incorporate into whatever it is that you're going to cook for dinner the next night. That's going to be a really good way. And you're going to feel a whole lot better about things. And then your refrigerator, which is not a thing that should ever make you feel bad is going to stop making you feel bad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I started when I did it, I did my fridge and then I did my freezer because I was Good like, for you. There's some old shit down there. Just toss it. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. Oh, Maureen, this is so know, it's great. It's not even, it's already happening. It's I love that one. Year. That one's really brilliant. It's not even the new year. Um, okay. Another one, real, real easy. Um, t- take up a weekly bathroom cleaning habit. If you know, if you are a person who's just sort of constantly dreading the bathroom, mm-hmm. it's just like, just like with making the bed every day. If you clean the bathroom every single week, cleaning the bathroom is going to take no more than 20 minutes. Yeah. If you let it go for a month, 
that's when you're spending an hour scrubbing the bathroom. And that's also when you have to clean the really gross stuff. I don't think it's ever taken me an hour. And I, I let things... You know what, though? Maybe that's a small bathroom thing. Small bathroom That's a New thing York too. thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, another idea, if you are constantly dealing with piles of unopened mail, magazines, newspapers, whatever it is, institute some mail policies. Some, some good mail policies are don't let newspaper who i mean i don't know who's reading a paper newspaper anymore these days but some people are (laughs) yeah don't let newspapers stay in the house for more than a week Mm -hmm. unless there's another purpose for them if you're using them to line uh you know a pet crate or if you're using them if you have a fireplace and you use them arts and crafts to arts and crafts whatever it is that's gotta put glitter on it Uh, now that you know how to clean glitter there you go (laughs) um for magazines, don't let them stay in the house for more than two two months. Catalogs, get rid of them. Better yet, stack them right next to your computer. Go online and unsubscribe from them. Ugh. So you stop getting them. Junk mail should get thrown out immediately. And you should have a place for any mail that needs action. Mm-hmm. So institute some mail policies. That's a big one for people. Um, and then once you institute them, again, it just becomes a habit and it makes your life better. Um, the last one to suggest is to consider adopting what's called the 80-20 rule for drawers and closets. And the 80-20 rule is this, that no drawer or closet should ever have should ever be have 80 more than 80 percent of its space taken up there should always be 20 percent of free space Mm -hmm. in any drawer and closet so now i will tell you that i personally am not good at the drawer rule i just because we live in like too tiny a place yeah um but i do notice like when when the drawers are really getting to be tricky to close Mm -hmm. i do make a note that there it's time to let some stuff go yeah and try to clean out and it just it just makes your life so much easier it makes getting dressed easier Mm -hmm. uh you're gonna you are gonna actually look better because the junkie stuff that that you shouldn't be wearing isn't in your home anymore (laughs) so you're gonna you're gonna look you're gonna look so hot in 2016 (laughs) exactly so on that note it's time for us to end this season and end oh. this great year. A huge thank you to my guest today, New York Magazine's Maureen O'Connor, to my engineer, Liz Smith, and to the entire HRN team for taking such good care of me this year, uh, and to our sponsor, the Christmas Tree Association of New York. Today's music was provided by Rectech. If you like what you heard today, please consider subscribing on Acast or iTunes. That way you also will not miss an episode when I return for my third season on January 6th. Get excited for that. It would also be great during this holiday season if you would consider leaving me a nice rating and telling all of your pals about this weird little cleaning show that you love so very much. And of course... Thank you so much to you, my listeners, for joining me for another season of Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. Yay! I'm Jolie Kerr, and I want to wish you and yours a very happy holiday season and an extra clean new year. listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archive programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can email us questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 nonprofit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 